everyone's familiar with propaganda. It would be fair to think negatively of it, but why? Is it really the propaganda itself, or the potential consequences of successful implementation? Propaganda, from the podcast you can trust, right now. Philosophers. Philosophers. Alright, David. So, I've been thinking a lot about propaganda lately. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the point, maybe, of propaganda, just to think about it a lot. I don't know. Well, to get you to think about something, anyway. Yeah. Um, Normally, they don't want you to think about the fact that it's propaganda, because then the stigma around propaganda would make you more uh, skeptical of what they were trying to push on you. Right. Um, and I guess that's what it is, what I've been thinking about. So... What what actually got me to thinking about this was someone asserting that since the media created by a certain media producer, I'm not going to go into specifics because it's irrelevant. They they said, well, this company that makes this media, which is designed to be consumed, they all have this political bias to them, and it's all propaganda. So. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to watch it and I don't want people that, you know, I have control over what they see to see it like my, my kids and stuff. Um, but the comment that another person made about that was that it's not propaganda. It's just what they believe. It's their beliefs. And he compared it to, um, person A's religious beliefs. He says, you, you evangelize your religious beliefs and you wouldn't call that religious propaganda. He's like, it's not it it may have political motivations behind it and advocacy, but it's not trying to deceive you about that. It's obvious. Like you're able to just plainly tell that it's propaganda. So it's not propaganda, which was interesting. Like, what do you, what do you think about like that? Have you heard of similar scenarios like that? Uh, or have you come across interest, you know, people talking about propaganda in such a way or what is or isn't propaganda? I don't know that I've come across people talking about it, but I have thought about it a few times about whether, you know, w- when I, when I am browsing the intertubes and I I come across something like a, a a not particularly thought-provoking image that is meant to elicit uh, that that is not the correct word uh, evoke that is meant to evoke laughter by people of a certain demographic about political opponents or something like that. Hmm. Um, and I give the desire to chuckle as I see it. And I, I, I've wondered to myself, Hmm, am I appreciating propaganda right now? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Right. And that kind of got me down the thread of what, what, what even is propaganda? Like actually like, because if this is it, then we can talk about it. If it's not, then we need to figure out what propaganda actually is and then figure out what this is and talk about it instead. So I've pulled up our good friend Wiktionary to get to say definition, but I've also pulled up the Wikipedia article on propaganda just to give a more in-depth explanation if necessary. So according to Wiktionary, the noun propaganda is defined as a concerted set of messages aimed at influencing the opinions or behavior of large numbers of people. So there's a couple of criteria that need to be met for something to be propaganda. One, it has to be concerted. And and, and I don't necessarily know 
that this means that you have to know that it's propaganda going in and that's your intention or that I don't think it means that. Yeah, okay. I just think it well, okay, you you may not know that it's propaganda per se, but you do know that you're trying to influence the public is usually the audience we're talking about. You're trying you're trying to influence large numbers of people. You know that you're doing that. Okay. So you're going into it creating these messages to try to change opinions or behavior. And that's your intention by creating it. Um, and the large numbers of people, I don't know that that's necessarily... I mean, that might just be by default these days. I mean, if we're talking about anything posted on the internet. Because you don't necessarily know who all is going to see it. But you can be... And you don't even necessarily have control over how many people will see it. But it can easily be large and that's also a subjective definition you know mm-hmm. large is 100 people large you know yeah what, what have you so i'm going to kind of discount that but i would i would assume that maybe a deeper reading is that you want to have enough people convinced that you can actually you're trying to get you're trying to convince a critical mass of people right or something you have an agenda exactly so Let's take your example, because I think that's a better one. So I do think that the same image could be either propaganda or not. And you can't know unless you're the creator, necessarily. Or I don't know if it's that you can't know unless you're the creator, but you can't just tell by looking at it. Right. Okay, that's a good point. You could learn about the creator and and be able to make a determination. Well, I was going to say, it's not even the creator, it's the individual posters and reposters because for example right i might make a funny meme about a specific politician and post it for the lulls right um i I, really our greatest aspiration absolutely you know i've got to get those upvote stickers somehow um (laughs) i've got credit karma to maintain (laughs) credit karma not a sponsor Um, not a sponsor but should be and they should also do a promotional with reddit since reddit calls their point system karma Anyway, that's all. Or they should change them to updutes. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Welcome to credit updutes. (laughs) Um, So, for example, I post my funny, my funny on me IRL, and I get, I get my updutes. But someone else sees it and says, "Oh, this is hilarious," and I don't like that guy, and they repost it somewhere else or they share it. Um, But my intention was the lulls, but their intention is to smear or to which is in a way trying to change a public perception or opinion of something. So Mm -hmm. that would fall under propaganda. So I did not commit the crime of propaganda. I did not do a propaganda um, originally, but my work now has been used to be a propaganda. Right. But the third party person downstream looking at it, looking at the post, if they didn't know who posted it or anything else about it, couldn't know that it was propaganda just by what it is necessarily but they could look into me and see hmm so does he have an agenda and when they look in and find that i do it's the lulls then they can be sure that it's probably not propaganda or they could have a good guess because you never really can know i don't think at least objectively speaking you can you can make a value judgment uh that may with varying degrees of accuracy but but then they can look at the person who reposted it and then if all of that person's posts have to do with disparaging this person or political ideology then maybe you could you could start to see that this perhaps is propaganda um 
Okay, but so now that we know kind of what propaganda is, that kind of sheds some light on the discussion these two people had that I started the episode with. Um, and that was that this company that makes media, like TV shows and such, um, includes certain messages that seem to align with a certain set of political beliefs. And the person offended by these beliefs or that does not agree with these beliefs took them as propaganda, whereas the other person does not see them that way because they happen to agree. Um, now, the obvious issue of this is propaganda because I don't like it aside, or this, is, this, this isn't propaganda because I like it, or it is propaganda because I don't like it aside, they're both kind of grasping at straws because you can't really argue over the piece. You know, um, but I think that's where a lot of the arguments go is, see, well, it has X, here is X theory, here is X thing. Like they, they dissect the medium itself trying to look for propaganda when it's not really there, right? Right. Um, without talking about, well, who made it, which that's the real culprit that you need to be looking for. Um, but even on top of that, you could also ask the question of, so, what if it is propaganda? Is propaganda, but what's wrong with propaganda? Right? Yeah. That's the next question up from there. So, what What do you think the, like, do you think there are issues with propaganda as, like, by the definition? Like, say, if we, like, is it, fr- is propaganda free speech? Like, I think that's the... I, I think I I think it is, um. Like okay, yeah. So j- just given this this basic definition of propaganda, like saying, communicating something with the intent of influencing people in the abstract is not inherently wrong. No, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, like why. Why do we communicate things to influence other people's behavior? Right. Or to at very least inform them with the hope that their inf- that new information will change their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, is influencing their behavior. Maybe not directly, but you know, if I if I if if we're doing some road construction and you put up a sign that says bridge closed, you're communicating to people in hopes to influence them to not attempt to drive over the closed bridge. Right. And die, you know, so that that is a very innocuous form of, of this. And then, yeah, and we also get into the subjective of, OK, but are we influencing a large number of people? Who knows how busy is that bridge? It, but obviously this isn't propaganda because propaganda normally is meant only in a political context. Right. Um, I think another example of that type of, quote, propaganda is uh, stop smoking campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The, the goal of these campaigns is to get people to stop smoking by informing them of the damage that smoking causes. Um, there m- may also be some seedier tactic- tactics like attaching stigmas to smoking, but all of these things are attempting to influence people to not smoke, essentially. Right, and there, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with communicating for the purposes of influencing people, because that that's what communication is for. Right. So what's the problem then? Like what, what, where the problem comes about? And normally 
the connotation of the word propaganda is is meant is such that not only is it communicated to influence people for an agenda but that the information may not really be objective or if it is objective it's not really portrayed fairly um like if i'm if i'm putting out propaganda against a particular idea that i don't like I'm not going to tell people about what positive aspects there are there may be of it because all I care about is the reasons it's bad and I want people to know why it's bad but I don't want people to know anything about why it might be okay. Right. I think there's also I think you're right and that also kind of has it's it's not deception but it's like lying by omission. Right. Which we when we talked about if if it's not overt deception, it's lying by omission. Yeah. Right. Which we talked about people's problems with lying, you know, in a previous episode, mm-hmm. a very early episode, I believe. Yes. Um, so people get turned off by that deception and really start to squint at it, and so much so that the term propaganda has almost become anti-propaganda just by the term existing um, and creating a classification for these things because. To me, when I hear the right, phrase, I don't know anyone that's a proud propagandist, right? Um, yeah, because to me, when I when I when someone uses the term propaganda, the imagery that flickers through my head has to do with like Soviet communist propaganda, um, and even in the Wikipedia article that I pulled up, the picture image is is a piece of it's actually anti communist propaganda that was created. But because I'm an American, I grew up hearing about how bad communism was all my life. Not to say that there's anything good about it, but I mean, at the same time, maybe that propaganda was either really effective or, you know. But 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 to give you the point, that's what I think of. But that was because of maybe the era in which I was raised. Before then, you know, there's been... Propaganda was not always looked at as necessarily negative either, you know. Um, I think what's interesting about propaganda, at least in the historical context, is when you start seeing it propaganda is also got a very strong linkage to wartime as well yes that's normally what i think of when i think of propaganda if it's if it's not soviet communist propaganda it's usually war propaganda um uncle sam needs you like right um and that song uh keep them down on the farm or whatever where it's it's about what are we going to do with all these boys that have these great adventures overseas and the armed forces and they come home, they're not going to want to stay on the farm. They went on these great adventures and saw the world. And you even still see that today, you know, army strong. It's, it's like, which is like the theme for the United States army. Uh, I almost just straight up called it propaganda, which it might be. It, it, it it's is. a slogan, but S- slogans can be forms of propaganda. Maybe. Yeah. But the images portrayed are, you know, strength, and adventure you know i I don't don't know about you but i was i I got to a point i think every every young person gets to the point in life where they kind of go through this phase of what am i going to do with my life like (laughs) i'm 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 grown now so i need to figure out something to do and um i don't know that i would have ever even considered military service as an option if it wouldn't have been for that promotion but that influenced my decision making process to consider it the advertisements that i saw recruiters coming into public schools and talking to about to graduate high school kids trying to convince them to take the you know the ASVAB you know the vocational test for the military and seeing what you'd be good at and and uh talking about how great it is and you get to go on these adventures and stuff so that that's I think the other thing that maybe gives it a bad 
taste. Like, if, if you are against war, you you probably also are very much so opposed to propaganda because of the correlation between the two. Um, and I think that correlation would have always existed because it's very hard to convince people to fight war and not just fight war, but go through war. Even if you don't fight in your country, like in the United States, we still ran propaganda at home, even though we weren't fighting the war here during world war one or two, you know, because our economy had to drastically change to support a war machine. Um, and you need everyone on board and to make sacrifices for that. And the easiest way to do that is to convince them that it's some kind of righteous cause. You know, and also to paint your enemies as being subhuman uh, in a lot of ways. Like, if you look at a lot of propaganda, when the enemy is portrayed, they lose their human characteristics, often being portrayed as, like, a demon or devil, respective to whatever maybe the predominant religion or cultural icons for evil are. Right. Um, at the very least, they're ugly. Right. Um, and this goes both ways, you know. The, the term capitalist pig was not created by capitalists. In, right. You know, um, it was definitely something created by non-capitalists, for example. Um, so the, the, that all being said, I, I don't think that we should inherently place legal boundaries on propaganda, though. No. Because they're free speech. Yeah, well... Right, like, because then we get into the realm of, if, you know, if, if a propagandist puts out something like, like, like okay, the, the example, or the, the characterization I gave earlier of, you know, a not overt misrepresentation, but an unfair representation of something, like, do we really want the government deciding what's fair to say about a subject? I don't know. Right. Um, sounds like compelled speech to me. I agree. Well, it's, it's either compelled... It, it it makes you choose between compelled speech or censorship. Talk about it this way or don't talk about it at all. Right. Um, I think it also... As the nature of these things so happen, the definition of propaganda we read earlier may not say that definition, legally speaking. Um, when you create these avenues for you know, we're, we're going to regulate this kind of speech. You never just regulate one kind of speech. You either regulate it or you don't. Um, because you can change the definitions of what's being regulated without having to change the law necessarily. Right. Like, you don't have to... Like, say, for example, we do agree as a, you know, as a nation, we're going to outlaw propaganda. We just say that because we don't like it. Well, 10 years down the road, there might come a bill across the floor that it doesn't outlaw propaganda. It doesn't do anything. It just changes the definition of what propaganda is. And that's going to be a lot harder to make a media circus of uh, because it, on its face, doesn't say anything about what you do to people. It just changes a definition mm -hmm. because you have to go back to a law that was passed 10 years ago, which if it's been on the books for 10 years and things have not gotten so bad, well, you know, see, this law is not, not a problem, but it's the it's the interaction of these two things that so happens so propaganda could then become anything that's deemed untrue well now you have to set up now a, you have yes the ministry of truth must be instituted yes in order to determine truth um and this institution is just since it's brand new will need to be staffed by people 
in the current government. And by the way, well, and regardless of the fact that they are coming from the current government, people are always biased. Like that, that's, that's the fundamental problem with censorship is who, who do you trust to decide what you may or may not hear? Right. Um, people are biased. It doesn't matter what government puts them in power. Uh, you know, you're, you're ultimately having to trust another person with deciding what you can hear. Right. And we kind of skipped, well, we didn't skip it, but we kind of are arriving at a similar conclusion to, well, there's the question still exists. Then what do we do about it? Um, I think we've discounted a few of the reasons why you wouldn't necessarily want your government to be the ones deciding what is or isn't propaganda, especially since your government is likely the one who's probably going to have been doing that propaganda in the first place. Right. Because uh, governments have a great track record of doing propaganda um, since they are probably the most incentivized group, especially in democracies where the amount of money they make is irrelevant. They can't be defaulted like a business. You know, a business can run a propaganda pe- campaign unsuccessfully and still go to business and that campaign will cease. But your government can continue to operate. And the power who gets the power in that government is almost directly a result of that person's influence because the game of getting people to vote for you is in a way a campaign, a political campaign in a democracy is almost one. The goals of it are almost one-to-one the goals of a propaganda campaign. Yes. Just straight up. Um, so not only would these people be incentivized for propaganda, they have already dabbled in it to get to that position in the first place. They're probably very familiar with it and what works and what's effective. Um, so say we don't let the government regulate it in places in which there is already a government. This would put you in a very similar scenario uh, where you did not have a government. Pretty much. As far as propaganda is concerned, if it's not regulated, then there is no government. You know, if, if you were in a place where whether you're in a free society or in a government in a governed society, if there's no laws in the governed society, you could it, the end result would be the same for propaganda. I guess what I'm trying to get at. That was a way too long way to explain that, I guess. So, but we still see it as a problem. We still don't like it. And we still have these discussions every now and again, uh, you know, sm- scattered throughout the, the populace. Um, arguing over what is or isn't propaganda. And I also feel like the label of propaganda is propaganda almost because it changes your opinion about the message that's being communicated. Right. Um, so for example, because, yeah, just because prop, just because something is propaganda doesn't mean it's wrong either. No, but the connotation attached is what's getting, that, yeah, that's propaganda. So you shouldn't trust it. Right. Like, for example, in the United States, the pro-war propaganda for World War II, you know, if you don't call it propaganda, you call it patriotism-themed stuff. Sure. Sure, you know. This is our patriotic... Duty. Duty, yeah. This is our Bureau of Patriotism Propagation. (laughs) Uh people just see it and go yeah that's very patriotic but if you turn around and said no nah, that's just wartime propaganda it almost immediately takes whatever was printed and turn it it's still propaganda but it's now serving the di- a pur- the purpose of the person who just reframed it as propaganda as mm-hmm. opposed to much like in the initial scenario with the post 
I may have been the one to create the initial propaganda in the first place, but someone else, which in that case wasn't propaganda, but someone else has co-opted it for propagandic purposes. I don't know if propagandic is the word or propagandizing. I don't know. Works for me. Works for me. Um, so what can we do about it then? Like, what what can you do about propaganda? Or is it as big of a problem as we think? Or is it something that we probably have bigger problems to deal with and we don't give it much thought? I think this falls into the the same class of problems as basically any, or not any, but many of the the issues that we have on the internet. Getting getting information, especially about political, uh, uh, yeah, political things on the internet. Um, who can you trust with? Uh, who can you trust to tell you things? The answer, of course, is nobody. Um, True. So given that you can't just take anyone at face value on the internet, uh, whether something is propaganda is not exactly relevant because you shouldn't just see a message and then run with that. Um, you know, if you see a, an ad for a political campaign on television or something like that, you shouldn't, you know, just take what they say about their opponent or about their own plans at face value. You know, if, if it evokes an emotional response and, and you think, you know, wow, I really believe in, in that or, or whatever, you should go look and see, okay, you know, let, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this up and coming candidate wants to promise a pony to every American as, <laughs> as our favorite candidate does. Um, and you want to know, okay, just how does he plan to do that? And I mentioned this in a recent episode actually. Um, but okay. Okay. That's a, that's a great plan. How do you plan to do that? Well, uh, it turns out exterminate all Americans was the plan. Um, so maybe there's more to the story than, than what you thought, but if you just stuck to the, to the original message, then you'd say, Oh wow. You know, I really want a pony. And I think my, my kids would have a lot of fun with their ponies and you know, you need to, you need to learn more anyway. Right. That's just how it is. Or, you know, uh, I've also seen examples of like smear campaigns against, uh, uh, certain ballot measures um, where they'll say, you know, vote against, you know, question whatever uh, when, when you vote, because it's going to, you know, enable thieves to get into your house or whatever. Um, something like that, that, that nobody wants. And so if you just take that at face value, you're like, wow, I don't want thieves to come into my house. So I guess I'll vote against that. Um, figure out, okay, First of all, is it even true what they're saying or how how did they get their way to that conclusion? What written in this measure is going to let thieves into my house? Um, and or, and what else is written on there that they might not want me to know about that could benefit me? Right. I think in general, a more inquisitive nature of the populace is required to nullify propaganda essentially or nullify the effectiveness it would still exist certainly but it would nullify a lot of the effectiveness um and i feel like anyone who's spent any significant amount of time on the internet almost has the exact opposite reaction to propaganda maybe this is just me speaking from my personal perspective here um but i'm at the point now where anytime i read or see anything that just strictly advocates for something and it all it does is advocate for this thing and say hey this is a good thing my immediate response is there's something wrong with it 
that they're not telling me. Like mm. I'm, a, I'm more skeptical when you approach something from this is a good thing. You know, I, I, I get my eyes all squinty. I put my glasses on and I start looking between the lines to see, but, but what are they not telling me? And this even comes down to when you read like news articles these days where the headline says one thing, but when you read the text, you have to read almost between the lines to see what should be here that's being excluded. Mm -hmm. You know, let's take it back to fifth grade journalism teachings where it's like the who, what, when, where, and why, and how. Okay. So they told me who, they told me what, they told me when, and they told me where, but they didn't tell me why and how. So those two things are being almost intentionally left out for some reason. Those must be important. Those must be important. Or there must be something that's would change this, my this, mind. This, yeah. O- omission of the why and how sets the agenda. Exactly. Um, or serves the agenda, I should say. Right. And, and so it's, 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 it's at that point now where every time I see something, I go, well, and, it, and this also has a similar correlation to him. A discussion about advertisement almost because advertisements are also propaganda <laughs> um yes the goal is to influence a large number of people to buy your product or pay for your service or whatever right um so in a weird way being oversaturated with advertisements makes you numb almost to advertisement right if i'm watching television which i rarely do anymore but if i find myself watching television i pretty much write off anything i see in between the show segments right well i'm I'm at the point now where when i watch something on a streaming service if for some reason i have not already paid to not view an ad which i frequently do because it's not even worth my time at that point um but i see an ad come up i just get angry at the ad like i hate watching advertisements it's sort of like that phenomenon where uh if you if you have if you're if you're using like your your phone for an alarm and you set a uh, a particular song to be your alarm sound right you will slowly grow to hate that song because you'll associate it with waking up in the morning to have to go to work or something or just be not sleeping anymore when right. i want you to have be. interrupted this cozy place that i'm in um and so you can quickly make your favorite song your least favorite song because now it's the song that you wake up to. Exactly. When you're not ready to wake up. Uh, or, or, yeah, anyway, it, it, it's sort of like that. I Maybe I would have been really interested in your product or service, but since you have put it in my face while I'm busy watching something else, I hate you. Yeah, I hate I, you for I doing will not use your service now. <laughs> but I have noticed there is one avenue that it escapes me that I'm not as pissed off when I see it. Mm. And that's um, integrated sponsored content. Really? That doesn't make you angry the same way? No, That makes me more angry, actually. I've I've come to expect it sometimes where when I see it... Well, and here's the other thing that goes with it, right? Okay, so I'm going to drop a name here um, that... That is definitely not a sponsor. That is definitely not a sponsor and never will be. But you've probably heard of it. There's two, actually, I'm going to drop that you've definitely heard of. Okay. Well, if you're listening in current year, in current, 2021. Yes. Um, 
Raid Shadow Legends. Ah, uh, yes. Everybody knows what that is. That is on. If you're watching YouTube. If yeah. you're watching YouTube, which that's the primary place where my content is drip fed to me throughout the day. <laughs> um, and yes, that was tactically chosen. Uh, just for your information. And the other one is NordVPN. Yes. Those two things get drip fed to me every single day. And the only reason that I digest it way more than just spitting it back up like I would a pharmaceutical ad, which are like particularly horrible for me to watch. I hate them. The only reason I might pay any attention is to listen for the list of side effects, which are often worse than the thing they claim to cure. Yes. Because <laughs> that's fun. And just laughing at how ridiculous it is that anyone would use this supplement or how bad is it that you would be willing to risk these things, you know, if I don't have particular ailment. Call uh, your doctor if you experience suicidal thoughts while yeah, taking our medication. Yeah, possible side effects include death. <laughs> it's like, well, what? Well, I, I, I don't know. I find I find the uh, the suicidal thoughts the, 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 the biggest kicker is like, take our medication. It might make you want to kill yourself, but... Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but your, your skin will be clearer. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, those two... And this may, this may have to do with the thing that we were hinting on earlier when it comes to do with trust. So I watch, I don't trust the people that I watch any more than anyone else. At least I don't consciously trust them anymore, but I am obviously biased, you know, um, especially since modern ad campaigns let that particular content creator, another phrase I hate using content creator. Yes. Yeah they let them make a spin on the ad into their style, which yeah. a lot of the content creators that I like to watch have comedic elements added to the content that they create. Sure. So they get to take that ad and spin it. Right. Turn it into their own ad. Yeah. Right. And it's... And that, Your favorite YouTuber gets to make a commercial for this thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's fun to watch because they did it, um, even though it's still an ad. But also, I've noticed that there's a vein in... in in this thread where they'll take the ad and be very meta about the fact that it's an ad and even meme the fact that it's an ad. Yes. But that's still an ad to meme the ad. And in fact, it's a more effective ad for it. Yes. Now I've not purchased anything based on any of these ads. I, I almost on principle <laughs> refuse to. Um, right. So again, we get the same effect of you're being advertised to about this thing, and so therefore you will never buy this product or service. Exactly. But it clearly is effective because they keep doing it. <laughs> um, or it's just cheaper. Or these companies are hemorrhaging money, hoping. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, I don't know. It's It's... Why do we fear ads, I guess? Or why do we fear propaganda, I guess, is, is the thing. Like, we hate them because they are... We don't want to be controlled by other people. See, actually, that's not the reason I'm I'm so afraid of propaganda. Okay. Because I'm not worried about me being controlled okay, by Okay, you people. don't want other people to be controlled by it. <laughs> Specifically, I don't want the lowest common denominator mm. of people. And I don't mean that to come across as elitist, necessarily, either. I really don't. I know it might come across that way. But I think... Anyone in isolation, if you ask them 
what is your opinion on the average person? And this also can be skewed if they just got done driving, by the way. <laughs> um, ask them how good is the average driver? They're terrible. Awful, yeah. They're awful. And and that's biased because you don't remember all of the perfectly adequate drivers that you passed You don't know peacefully. all the wrecks you caused on the way to your destination. <laughs> right. Well, and you also don't notice all the peaceful drivers that just went by you or just followed yes. you, you know. But you do see that one person who's doing it wrong that is sticking out like a sore thumb and that irritates you. And that person becomes the caricature, caricature of the average driver. Yes. You know. But they're not the average driver. They're just the average driver you notice. Exactly. Um, and I think that's what I'm most afraid of is, and it's not so much the average person, but it's, it's what if it worked? It's, it's one of those scenarios. Yes. I think that it's not like it's likely to work, but when it does, it's so bad that you just, you, you want to just take every other instance of it and destroy it. You know, um, it would be like if a if a um, if a certain pharmaceutical drug if every or no, actually there's a good there's a better example of this. Um, so I'm going to use a quick anecdotal example. So Coca-Cola experimented at one point with self-refrigerating cans. Interesting. That on opening you would pierce a compressed CO2 canister, a very small one, inside the can, which when it changes from its liquid state to its gaseous state, loses a lot of energy or takes a lot of energy to do that, thus rapidly cooling everything around it. Yes. So the goal was to create a can that when you cracked it, the can would be nice and room temperature, but as soon as you cracked it, it, it would, got real cold. It would get real cold real quick and chill the beverage to a perfect 29 degrees or right below freezing, but because it's a fizzy beverage, it won't freeze, which is what people want. And they did this and they determined that it was a successful thing to do only one in one million cans violently exploded into shrapnel now that's only one in one million cans that's a lot of cans that's a lot of cans but also one in one million cans already came out with a modest defect that you have the same failure rate but they don't end up with fast moving sheet metal <laughs> coming at me <laughs> the problem is not necessarily just the failure rate because there are already failure rates higher than that in these cans mm -hmm. but they're usually just you know benign it's just the bad press that would be generated because they could see the headlines on the wall coca-cola releases new hand grenade coke cans and that scares everybody which again they're fearing propaganda but it's tr but it, it, there's some truth to that at least um but it's because the one in one million was so bad when it did go up that they scrapped the whole plan entirely because they just could not do it with modern technology. It's safe enough or get it to fail in such a way that it wouldn't be that, you know, I think propaganda is the same way. It's not that like the vast, vast majority of propaganda is ineffectual, but when it works the things that can be achieved via propaganda. Right. I think, I think, yeah, the, the dangerous thing. And I think, okay. I think the thing that you're trying to get at without detracting from the average person, the, the reputation of the average person, TM. I do rely on them a lot to make a lot of arguments. Yes. <laughs> um, the danger is that a successful propaganda campaign can shift the cultural zeitgeist. And make it very hard to recover from that shift. 
Right. And not only that, but it makes the culprit, it obfuscates the culprit. They get away with it. Um, it's really hard to objectively look back and say, this is your fault. Because I mean, yeah, you can do that. You but, can, but can you? Yeah. Well, because then, because now, now that the zeitgeist has shifted, this is just the culture now. So when you go back and say, look, everybody, general public, you have all been conned by this man here, let's say. Um, and all that gets you is a bunch of weird looks. Like, are you some kind of crazy conspiracy theorist? Right. Or... Their, well, and their confirmation bias starts to kick in as well. So it's reinforced yeah. just by the, the same nature of humanity. But even if you could convince them all, like say you could convince, a, you could launch your own propaganda campaign <laughs> to compete with the original Counter propaganda, yes. Yes. Um, against it. And you succeed. So now everyone doesn't just give you the crazy look. Everyone kind of gets on the same page that your truth is the real truth and that this guy did propagandize us. He could always that the 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 culprit could just say, uh, "I just provided you information. I did not force your hand," and he's right. The danger in propaganda is that it's getting people to voluntarily change things. It's not you. You can't necessarily come at them with a crime like you held these people at gunpoint. It's not the same as it. It's it's very similar to the to scenarios in which you know a theft is a, occurs. You, you can you can easily prosecute the thief, but it's a lot harder to prosecute the person who paid the thief to steal the thing in the first place. The, the, the mastermind. Because they could have done that without ever asking the other person to do it. They could have just convinced them to, and that's not a crime, necessarily. Right. I think the closest thing we have as law to propaganda has to do with the direct ramifications of propaganda, which is incitement to violence. Mm -hmm. um, so for those who are unfamiliar, it's one of the oft-cited limitations to freedom of speech, at least in the United States, where you can say whatever you want as long as you are not calling other people to become violent towards X thing. And I don't even think that it necessarily limits what the thing is, just violence, period. Right, yeah, even if you just say, you know, rally up a, a crowd to beat up that guy over there for being a jerk. Right, yeah. um, which in back in ye olden days, we would call forming a posse. <laughs> um, you you can't, it's essentially illegal to form a posse these days, where you can say, hey, I would like to get together a group of people to go hunt down X person and drag them back to face justice. Who's with me? That's incitement to violence, because you're, you could... There are weasel words. Capturing that a person and dragging them back is violence. Yes. Um it or is kidnapping. Or using threat of violence. Yeah. So But you can't do that anymore, you know. Shame. Darn. Uh, we missed out on the good old days where you could just kidnap somebody in the wilderness. Right. But I think the the reason we we as a society don't like that is because what if we're duped? What if I'm duped into being violent? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be responsible for that. I, I didn't mean to, or, you know, excuses. I don't want to be responsible for my actions that I chose. <laughs> no, I did it under a righteous cause that anyone else in my shoes would have done. So we should go after the guy who convinced me to do it mm -hmm. instead. Yeah. I think 
and this may just be me being jaded, but I think that's where, where part of it comes from is that there's a lack of individual accountability component as well. Propaganda becomes a lot harder to run when you are in danger of actually having to deal with the consequences of your actions if you were to give into that propaganda. Um, which is why you don't see propaganda necessarily for things that would ask the person who would be convinced to do something dangerous. Often it's a lot more gradual than that. You know, the U.S. Army posters doesn't say, hey, let's go kill some guys. It doesn't say that, you know. No. Because you, you can see yourself in that. And if the image of was of an American soldier ramming a bayonet through the demon, even if it's a demonized figure, you can now put yourself in that person's shoes. You, you see yourself there and say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in battle. I don't want to ram a bayonet through somebody. That's terrible. But when the propaganda poster is, look at how much fun we're having over here, you know, island hopping, seeing the sights, you know. You do see yourself doing that. Um, and then it's a gradual process later that converts a person into a killer. So... And this kind of touches on another issue that we're not necessarily going to go into too deep today, but I do think we need to talk about it again at some time, is, is that personal accountability. And the example that we're not going to go into today, but we might go into at some point, is what about those who were, quote, just following orders? Right. You know, if you don't hold them responsible, then you've just left the vacuum open for the next person who's just going to tell them what to do. You haven't, I don't think, solved the core problem, which is all of these things that we don't want to happen are made effective by this army that's always there. It's always standing. It's just waiting for the most convincing orders. Those orders are so ineffectual if there's not that constantly ready standing army to, to go and do the thing, I think. And that's the core problem, so... I, that's my personal deductions on why we don't like propaganda is that we don't want to we don't want to attack the standing army we just want to convince them that their general's bad um and in this case we are the standing army or everyone around you is the standing army most of the time mm -hmm. it's the average person who is the soldier in that standard army i suppose so but i agree i think the best we can do for now is just to educate people and be skeptical be skeptic and tell people to be skeptical and convince them to be skeptical in our own skepticism campaign which is the most effectively <laughs> ineffective campaign of all time question everything but why there you go we got to him <laughs> yeah that, you that's just, the spirit that's the spirit <laughs> you know and we've got a we've got enough time left that you know we we have discussed this before when it came to the concept of uh like parenting um Neither of us are parents, just to offer that disclaimer. So if you are a parent, you will probably immediately have something to say about this. And if you're not, don't take this as advice, because we're not parents necessarily. Um, but we are, human beings are often raised to kind of be that standing army initially, because that's just the most optimal way to get a human being to function, is to have them not necessarily question you, or that's mm, the easiest yeah. way. Um, but we have a really hard time on learning that habit when we get, we become adults. So, you know, you, you have a five-year-old and which is easier 
telling the five-year-old do this because I said so or trying to explain a complicated reason to that five-year-old, which takes way more time and energy. Right. You know? You just... Yeah. Explain explain to a five-year-old why it's good for them to pick up their toys. Yeah. They, they will not understand. Yeah. Well, your environment will be so much cleaner. What? <laughs> What's an environment? Okay. Well, forget the word environment, but... You know, there won't be so much stuff in your way. Why do I care about that? I'm playing with this stuff all the time anyway. Yeah, have fun with that conversation. It's the feng shui. Don't you understand? (laughs) (laughs) Feng shui. Oh, Oh, man. Um, But we had talked at one point about how, you know, I I don't, I would love to raise my child not having to be the parent. Like, not being a parent, going into wanting to be a parent someday. I would love to say I went through parenting the entire time without ever using the phrase because I said so. Now, I know that there's probably a bunch of parents out there who goes, yeah, okay, well, see, good luck with that, you know, and that's fair, you know. Um, I'm not doubting your experience necessarily, uh, but we had talked about it. Um, so what do you do when you try to teach a child to question authority when you're the authority? Yeah. It's <laughs> question authority. Are, aren't you my authority? Don't think too hard about that. Don't, don't think too hard about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, that's that's maybe just a little bit of the. Again, we're also not psychologists either, but I think I would be willing to bet that's kind of also one of the reasons why we do have this as an issue in the first place is that humans become functional sentient human beings because we do what we're told initially. It's. I, I don't think that skepticism necessarily is. I don't know that that's true. I was going to say, I don't think that's necessarily an inherent trait. Well, I mean, yeah, like. An inquisitive rational, nature is. Rational thinking is a higher level function of the brain. It is it is much simpler to understand uh, rewards and risks. You know, I should do what dad just told me to do because if I don't something bad will happen you know be that something in the environment that's going to hurt me that he's trying to protect me from or he's going to hurt me um it is generally the thing that's running through a child's mind um <clears throat> of course they're not really thinking on that level there's just an emotional response of they either do it or they refuse um but right you have to you have to develop into being able to understand why which which is why the whole thing you know the, the classic example of do it because i told you to like the the classic justification for why that is legitimate is a child is crossing a street of course there could be uh cars driving on that street which are extremely dangerous um so get back over here right now because i told you to i don't have time to explain why you shouldn't be crossing the street um i think uh, not that this episode is about giving parenting advice, but what comes to my mind for what I would do, get over here right now, don't cross the street. Why? I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> just the Get over version. here now, I'll explain later. Right. Um, because I think that we, we already do kind of have a built-in stereotypical phase, as they like to say, where we do become hyper skeptical um yeah there, there is a, yeah there is normally a phase where you wonder hmm, why why am i made to do all these things or not do these things that i want to do i want to do them why can't i 
Right. But it's even worse is though, when you find out that because I said so is not a valid excuse or you deem it such, it, it becomes something that you hate so much that you become rebellious in that way, which right. that becomes negative. So it, I think one of the things is not tying gullibleness in with obedience. I don't like that word, but as a parent, you do need to essentially take care of your children. And the way, one of the ways you do that is making sure that they're obedient to a degree. Yeah. Cause there's going to come a time when they don't have to anymore. <laughs> like they physically don't have to a lot of the times. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I think that the best way to do that is to actually earn the respect of your child. Um, you know, if you if you demonstrate time and time again that your advice is good, then when you tell them to do something, they'll do it because they know from experience that it's good. Yeah. That, uh, not because you'll beat them if they don't. Right. And that ties back into trust again, which has kind of been the theme of this whole thing, which is propaganda only works when you don't know who to trust necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people are gullible. And don't have to shoulder the consequences of their actions. More on that later, though. Um, well, I think that's a good wrapping up point for propaganda, mm-hmm. myself. Um, it would be interesting to look into more concrete instances of it, maybe, in the future. Or talk about something that is is propaganda and why it was effective, why it wasn't effective. That might be interesting to talk about in the future. But as far as the abstract concept goes, I think that... Uh, We've kind of beat the dead horse. Yeah. So, philosophers. Philosophers. If you like the music in this episode, please check out Jippy on Bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com. Philosophers is supported by viewers like you. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description, or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.